Welcome to Mike and Marty from the Berg. And on this episode, we talk penguins. They are hot. A little penguins talk. We got Steelers talk. Bud Dupree did not get the franchise tag. Conference tournament week, one of the best weeks in college basketball. Pitt basketball season has sadly ended, so we wrap that up. William and Mary recap. Our boy Hollis had a great game. We got a very special interview with our good friend Isaiah Wilson. Very special interview. You guys are in for a treat. Point guard at Richmond. He had a very good freshman season. We talked to him about that. And Players Championship Week. TPC Sawgrass. I will be there. Boots on the ground. It's going to be a good show. Woo! Mike, the Pens. We're on a little bit of a heater, baby. A little bit of heater. Lots of top cheddar. Lots of sellies. Seven and three in their last ten. One three in a row. The Pens are feeling it. Gino. Is showing up, Mike. Gino is putting in work how he's supposed to. And we got the Buffalo Sabres up next who stink. They are awful. We're going to keep it rolling. The, you know, 14 out of 15 of our wins are comebacks. Don't ever count these guinos out. We're Never count stay. the guinos out. Never count them out. I mean, we beat the series in the Flyers 2-1. We swept the Rangers without a problem. Actually, both we came back in both of those games. We were down one nothing to start those games, and then just caught fire. Crosby's playing great. Geno's playing great. The defense looks good. Tristan Jari playing great goalie for us. He he stood on his head at the end of that Rangers game. Mike, I don't know if you saw it. End of the Rangers game, Tristan Jari stood on his head on Tuesday. The Rangers had five chances at the end of the game to tie the game up and send it to overtime, but he just slammed the door. He was a brick wall for the Penguins. It was beautiful. Um, it's just good to see them starting to click. Crosby's still our points leader. Just nice to see Malkin start to get momentum because when Malkin's clicking and Crosby's clicking, this is one of the most dangerous teams out there. We may be older. We may not be that hot shot team that won back-to-back cups we still got some players, and I mean, we're ready to roll. With the sweeping of the Rangers on uh, Tuesday, we moved up to third in that beast that is the East. Yes. I mean, we are third in the East, or the beast, as we'd like to call it, ahead of those gosh darn Boston Bruins, who after the two games against the Sabres, we have next. Yeah, so our power play still needs a little work. Just, still, just a yeah. little. We're hitting our the stride. Power play hitting some stride. Power play. Power play is still an issue. But Mike, guess what? We got eight games left against the Sabres and the Devils. We haven't played them yet this year. Those are the two worst teams in the division. The schedule is in our favor. We got through the hardest part of our schedule the first half. Um, and there's no reason why we might even win the division. Get past those Capitals and those Islanders. And I got to talk about it. Love the seven-game suspension for Tom Wilson. Absolute scumbag. Scumbag of a human being. So I'm happy to see that. But, yeah, I'm excited for the Penguins. I think they're starting to hit their strides a little bit. I think our new GMs might make some moves to even make the team better, a little closer to the trade deadline. But uh, this team's just grinding out wins, putting up points. And it's good to see them win in regulation, not give up cheap points and go to overtime because no one wants – because that just kind of hurts you in the end. Yeah, no, uh, we're right behind. We're right behind the uh, Caps and right behind the Islanders. We're coming. We are coming full speed. We're hitting our stride at the right time. We're looking good. We're looking real good. But the hottest team in hockey might be the Islanders. They've won six in a row. They're eight, one, and one. Like, they are 
<laughs> they just jumped up the first out of nowhere. They're kind of on a heater. We're just hitting our stride a little bit later than them, and we're coming in twice as hard, twice as quick. Get out of the way. The pens are coming. Move. Sid the kids back. He's the the comeback kids. They're all comeback kids. We're comeback Everyone's team. Everyone's a comeback kid. Everyone's coming back. Comeback city. We're just comebacks everywhere. All we're around. all coming back. That is not true, though, for another one of our teams, the Steelers. Everyone is not coming back for the Steelers. We just can't do that. Um, we learned Bud Dupree, no franchise tag. We all saw that coming. Um, he's going to free agency. The Steelers might try and sign him to a long-term deal. It's not seeming likely. Um, Mike and I aren't going to say farewell to Bud Dupree just yet, just in case a miracle happens. So we'll save that uh, a little somber moment for probably next week's show or whenever he gets signed to a different team. Until it's official, he's still a Pittsburgh Steeler. I mean, there's, yeah, there is that slight chance that we keep him and we pay him what he wants and he stays. But, I mean, it's looking like TJ is going to need a new, spa, uh, new smash, bro. It's, yeah, it's not very looking sad. good. Very sad. Uh, we're getting Devin TJ back. were a good duo. We're getting Devin Bush back. He's, he's looking fresh off that ACL. That's big. That's big. He's looking good. Alex Highsmith. Alex Highsmith, Highsmith man. He, he can step up. He's got to step up. Uh, he's got to get on that James Harrison weight program. Get, get big. Get big. Seven steaks per meal. But, uh, yeah, Mike, I mean, they're still going to have to make some more, like, moves to really sign him. Like, Vince Williams might get cut. Uh, Joe Hayden might be gone. Like, it'll be interesting to see what the Steelers do. Who do they prioritize? Who's the most important to them? Did you or maybe God. they say the heck with it. They cut everyone, and then they just move on. I don't know. Did you see the re-signing of uh, that young blood, Marcus Allen? Oh, Penn State uh, grad. Penn State, yeah. Marcus Allen. Yes, I did see that. I was like, nice. We can re-sign one guy. Good. I think Good. I think he'll step have a up. Third safety. I like him. I like him. He was uh he, um, was, he was drafted as a safety, but he moved uh, linebacker. Yeah, he did play a little linebacker. Um, play safety, do both. Kind of a high. No, he's a, he's a full time linebacker now, so I think he might step into Is that he position. Full time linebacker officially. Yeah, they moved him. Okay. Okay. He needs so to put some weight. He needs I mean, to get the weight yeah, room with James Harrison. Yeah, he's 220. Um, yeah, he needs to get a little bigger. Uh, last time I checked, uh, six foot seven, 350 pound lineman were blocking linebackers in the NFL. So <laughs> he's got to get up there. Um, yeah, we'll see. The draft will be, I mean, all this is going to be interesting. I mean, we're going to give you all the Steelers news. Um, they just got a compensatory fourth round pick for this draft, extra fourth rounder. That's where you make your team. That's where you, that's where you put, you find the, the, uh, Dimes that's where we dumpster dive. Yeah, that's where you go dumpster dive and for bargain deals. That's where we that's where most of the players that we have that are like stars today, that's where we find them. We got them late. We're, not, we're just expert drafters over here in Pittsburgh. I mean, AB was a six round pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mason Rudolph was a uh, fourth rounder. He should have been a lot later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Mike, I want to shine some light. Um, we've, we've talked a lot about uh, Dwayne Haskins. Um, on this podcast, I think I'm a Dwayne Haskins guy. Mike, are you Dwayne Haskins guy? Oh, I've been a Dwayne Haskins guy. Okay, would you say that we are officially a Dwayne Haskins podcast once Ben's gone? Two thousand percent. All okay. aboard the. I just want to make sure we're on the same train. page. Um, I do think after Ben retires, Dwayne Haskins is going to be the Steelers' next quarterback. I have realized that he is Big Ben. He's six five, two thirty. Uh, he likes strippers. He, li- he likes women. <laughs> he likes women. He likes he likes the ladies. Um, 
He likes partying. He's a party guy. Um, work ethics, a question mark, which is, was the same for Big Ben early in his career. Um, I think he's going to get his stuff together. He's not going to work super hard like Tom Brady. He's going to eat his cheeseburgers. He's going to eat his good food, his Bermani sandwiches. He's not going to be on the, the TB12 method. Um, and that's the kind of quarterback we want in Pittsburgh. I think he's going to turn hope. around a little bit, though. I think he will. I think he's had some life realizations, and he needs. He knows he's got to get his stuff together, and he knows that he's going to have to be a little more serious with this stuff because it is pro ball. He can't just go out there and mess around and earn keep a starting spot. We saw that in Washington. I think he's going to turn it around, and he's going to focus a little more. I, I think he's a good fit for us. I really do. I think that's the best gamble we've taken. I think uh, the coaching staff, the one thing they do really good at is drafting and then finding – free agents um, and bringing them in and putting them into the, the culture of the team. And I mean, obviously Tomlin and Colbert saw something in Haskins to give him a chance. Um, I bet Tomlin and Haskins hit it off. Um, Haskins seems like Tomlin's kind of quarterback, kind of more of a laid back guy, but not afraid to work a gunslinger. Um, yeah. I'm, ex- I'm excited. I'm excited for the Steelers this year. We're going to keep talking about the Steelers, baby. It's March. One more question. One more question, yes. Mark. Yeah. Four letters. Juju. What's going oh, on? Oh, he's gone. He's gone. He, he said it's unlikely for him to take the contract we offered him. When was that? Uh, I think earlier this week or last week. Really? Because as of, I don't remember when, a couple days ago, though, I still see him in the comments. He's like, Steelers, give me a contract. Give me something. Like, he's putting the crying emojis. Like, every every new person yeah. we sign, it looks like he wants to be right there with see, us. I, don't, I just don't think we can pay him what he wants. And I think it's just going to be one of those things we just can't get to, like, a decision made. Um, I thought he didn't care about the money, though. Wasn't that something he said, too? Well, you got to pay him something. You can't pay him nothing. He's a pretty good receiver. I would say he's one of the top, like – I don't, he's either, you either call him a bottom tier number one or he's a top tier two. It's usually, he's a top two. Usually, well, it's like the same, like either you're bottom tier one or you're top tier two. It's like, you know, sounds he's better. In that area. He's in that area. Yeah. Top tier two sounds better. He's top tier two. So, I mean, someone's going to find him. Someone's going to pay him money and he's going to do good because, I mean, he's a hard worker and I've always liked him as a player. Our receiving core is still going to be. One yeah, of the we'll best fine. in the AFC without him. We'll, we're we'll we have a good core. We'll be okay. Um, that's not the issue. The weapons aren't the issue. There are other issues. Line, middle linebacker, outside linebacker. If we don't get Bud back, uh, offensive lines. I think the biggest issue in running back. But besides that, everything else is pretty locked. It's going to be um, a boring draft. Very boring draft. No, hey, I love it when we draft the big uglies. <laughs> I want the guy from Washington, Slater. I don't think he'll fall to us because he's an animal, but I hope somehow he does. I think Rashawn Slater is his name. He is a monster. Um, the man was repping out like 550-pound front squats for reps. He is a tank. Um, he could be a Rex Specs guy. He does have glasses. He doesn't wear Rex Specs, but he could be a Rex Specs guy if he wants to. That always um, adds points in my book. I'm always, always a Rex Specs guy. But uh, it should be fun. We'll keep you updated on all your great uh, Steelers Nation news, though. Woo! Okay, we got a very special guest on the pod now. Richmond point guard, also North Catholic alumni, first love alumni, superstar basketball player. The man was a hell of a JV quarterback. <laughs> he played it. Our man Isaiah Wilson has joined the pod. How are you doing, Zay? 
I'm doing fine, man. Thanks for having me. I can't wait for this. My man, my man. Very impressive season, must add. Yes, you guys, uh, I'm sure you guys wanted to go further than you did in the uh, A-10 tournament. Um, you guys were kind of one of, I mean, you guys were our favorites going into the A-10 to start the season. You guys kind of underperformed for our liking. Um, just kind of how, give us like, how did your freshman year go on the team and kind of like, how did you grow as a basketball player? As a whole? Uh, my freshman year was definitely a roller coaster to say the least, man. It was like, it, when they talk about your freshman year, they don't mention like all the highs and the lows that you go through it. Like you come in thinking like you the man, you're going to be the man, even on a team like this, like, you know, it was a good team. So I'm expecting like, oh, I'm going to join this good team and just get in. Even when I first started, like I wasn't even playing at first. I was like, ah, like this is nothing like I thought it was going to be. So you, you got to like stay locked into it the whole season. That'd be the killer. So after a while, though, like I'm saying, we got rolling a couple games, got under our belts, a lot of practices. You start catching on to things and it start being much easier. You know what I'm saying? Much easier. Play, play how you want to play. Later on in the season, you know, I start playing a little bit more and we start losing at the same time. But I mean, which is pretty interesting to me. But, they don't go hand know. in hand. They don't go hand in hand. <laughs> we hope. We hope. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, they're not connected at all. <laughs> facts. But uh, you know, it was a fun season. I mean, even though we we did underperform as a team, but we wish things could have went differently for sure, but you know, it was a fun season, a lot of learning, and we got the year back at the same time. So I feel like you know what I'm saying a year under my belt that I could really take under my belt and learn from it. Now it's really like time to go. Yeah, for sure. Um, you were playing good minutes all season, but as you said, it picked up later on the season went. Um, but the last game of the season, that playoff game in the A10 tournament against Duquesne, you were you were in crunch time at the end there those last couple minutes. You nervous <laughs> at all in there, or uh, you just cool and collected as always? Uh. I was definitely nervous, like, for, to start the game, I was nervous. But, you know what I'm saying, by the time we were in crunch time, I was wondering, like, how come I can't go in? Like, I want to go in right now. So when they put me in, I was like, yeah, it's time to go. Like, I got I to gotta step it up, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. That was the game you hit, uh, you were 87% from the three, right? Or that was the game I was, you, yes. you set up a little I know, bit? I was 100% from the three, two for two. Yes, sir. And, uh, <laughs> you made some list where you were, like, top. A ten players at top. It might have been all D one and you yeah, yeah, for the last, three like, percentage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to admit, uh, uh when coming into Richmond, did you feel like you were gonna play a lot like a like a, a lot right away, being kind of you know, you were kind of the guy on first love, you were kind of the guy at North Catholic, obviously. Um, did you think you were gonna play more right away, or did you know that like you had to be put in your place and you'd play more as the season progressed and you improved? So a lot of people don't know this. Whenever I got recruited, I knew, like, the guards that were – like, Jacob and Blake are the other two guards that were here. And I knew, like, they are, like, star guards. Like, I knew they were going to be, like, first-team all-conference. You know, like, uh, Jacob, the year the year that I was getting recruited by him, Jacob led the A-10 in points. So, like, I didn't expect to play much. Like, I understood I wasn't going to play. But once I started practicing and stuff, it was like, oh, like, you might play. So I was expecting to play even, like, at the beginning of the year once – I like figured out everything. So when I wasn't playing at first, I was like, oh, it's kind of weird. But I knew they were really good. So I'm like, I, I can't be mad at it at the same time. Like, I understand these are really good guys. Like, I wouldn't be mad. And it, they were playing really well at the time, too. So it was like, all right, like, I understand. Yeah, yeah definitely yeah, some big big shoes to fill. They, 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 yeah, like you said, they were all conference and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what was a harder transition for you, going from high school to college or going from north to first love? Because first love is damn near college level. That's a hell of a question. Uh, high school to college, 
that's the biggest leap. Like you can never be ready for that leap. Like that leap is so big. It's like literally everything around it. Like the, the game of basketball completely changes. But going from first or from North Catholic to first level is also like a huge leap too. Like you play so slow at like in a whipple school like uh North Catholic at the time when we had Coach Long, like slow Coach down. Long basketball, oh, baby. Defense, so baby. Defense. <laughs> the T, man. Nobody knows about the T. The T. That T is crazy. <laughs> no one's getting through the T. Nobody can score on that. But, yeah, you know, like, it was – a and we played zones, like, stuff like that, like, matchup zone. It was more like you got to think the game a little bit more. But first love is, like, fly, up and down, up and down, up and down. Like, mm-hmm. I say the biggest jump from that to that was conditioning, like, you had to be so conditioned to play our first love because we play so fast. Like it's just up and down. So the jump was definitely more difficult uh, uh, high school to college, but I say it's an understatement to say that it was an easy jump from North Catholic to first love. Yeah. That, that, uh, that level from North Catholic, you're playing three, a two, a, uh, just Catholic kids, you know, just dogging <laughs> them. And jumping up to all AAU, just stars, just running up facts. and down. Yeah, facts, facts, facts. <laughs> was there was there a shot clock in uh at the in the first club, first love, whatever you call it, the the league, whatever uh, league that was. We started without playing with a shot clock, but as things went on, like after I think my sophomore year, after that first year, a lot of the tournaments we were going to had a shot clock. So I mean, it was thirty seconds. You still got the extra six seconds, but it was still like a, a shot clock going on. I think uh, best was actually changing so much to that. Like, I just went to a tournament the other uh, weekend for my little cousins. They're from Pittsburgh, and they're in eighth grade. They playing like the May hoops, like the Nike circuit for middle school, and they were playing with a shot clock. And I was like, "No way! Like, you guys actually have a shot clock going." So, I think it's it's changing a lot. Actually, yeah, a lot faster pace game now. Facts. Coach Long would not like that. Coach oh, he would hate that like shit. I'm not gonna lie, he would hate that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Held Say the ball you for knew. six minutes of possession. Say you knew when we were in the we were in the student section, we'd be like last shot, and there'd still be like five minutes left in the quarter. We'd be like last shot, last shot. <laughs> All for the win, though. If you if you pull off the win, I mean, I guess it's not that bad of an idea. But yeah, yeah. The yeah. Final score is thirty two twenty nine. Facts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Zay, you're in Richmond, Virginia. A lot of great heritage, Spider Nation. They they recently they've become kind of a powerhouse of the A10. They've been up there with the St. Bonnies, the VCUs, even maybe the Duquesnes. You know, um, I know I had to I had to throw in Duquesne. maybe the Duquesne. No, I, throw I like it. I like it though. <laughs> hey, Duquesne just Duquesne just beat you guys. Maybe just not, right. you know. true. Duquesne just beat you. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean. You guys are kind of in the upper echelon of the A10 nowadays. Uh, back then, they really weren't. Um, kind of, what do you think contributes to that? You guys being up there, like, is it coaching? Is it kind of like who the recruiting system? Like, kind of just give us a little more insight on what Richmond's like mission statement, what like their basketball prowess is. I'd say definitely. Uh, well, first we made that uh, Sweet Sixteen run. I remember in uh, two thousand and eleven. I think you can exactly. Yeah, that yeah, one. yeah. So mm-hmm. once they made that uh, run, I think a lot of people like start looking at Richmond a little bit more, but they still weren't like this super successful team that you hold like in the A-10, like it wasn't a, a household name, but I think that gave them a lot of notoriety. But this class that we just had, like the last four years of this class, like unbelievable, like hats off to them. They, they put Richmond on the map again, like for sure, like from freshman to senior year, their class is like held it down, like first team players all throughout, like 
even from freshman year, like uh, freshman players that were on the all freshman team in the A10. And I think them changing the culture a lot helped like players like us get here, like me and uh, Jai and Q, like the other freshmen here. I think that helped a lot on getting like players to want to come to Richmond for people to like look at Richmond even more like, oh, I wonder what Richmond's doing right now because these players are on the TV, like they're the ones that are pulling off the win. So I could definitely contribute uh, a lot of their success to this 2020 class coming up, 2021 yeah. class. Yeah. Of the upperclassmen, who do you think influenced you the most? Like who do you think like kind of took you under your wing, like like kind of led you and helped you, uh, you know, transition from high school to college basketball? Uh, those guys, honestly, like all of them, like really helped, you know what I'm saying? Like at different times, it would be different things at different times that I really needed to hear. But uh, I definitely say Gilly, like uh, Jacob Gilliard, he definitely like, so from the first day, like, come on, little bro, like I got you. Like this is how you got to be a point guard in college. Like not even like a, it wasn't even like a attack, like, oh, like you bad, you're bad. Like it was just like, like so easy. He was like, come on, bro. Like I'm good. You're going to be a hell of a player. Like, come on. I got you. Like, I'm going to just show you real quick. So it was pretty dope, like, learning from him. Yeah, some nice leaders above you there you got. Gilliard. Yeah, even our um, big man, like, Grant, Grant Golden. Golden. I'm a golden Grant, boy. Grant Gold, bro, Mike loves guy. Grant like, Golden. Mike <laughs> loves him. <laughs> he's, like, he's a man's man. Like, anything anything you wanted to know, like, he always had me, like, had my back on that. Like, he was open to, like, anything I wanted to know about most of it. So it was, like, He's also another guy that really took me under his wing too. Like a glue guy kind of guy? That more Like more of a loudest person in practice type of guy. Like he, he's not the glue. He's the one like, he's setting the shit. Like he's making sure everything's He's fun. the energy. Yeah, okay, that's what's the up. energy all of I, love it. I love it. And make sure everyone's working hard too. <laughs> Always. That's what he really does. I love it. That's what you need <laughs> in your leadership. You do. Um, Zay. Now, you were a uh, great JV quarterback for us. I played football <laughs> with you. I am proud to say that I played football with the Isaiah Wilson, uh, <laughs> dual sport athlete. Do you regret not continuing your football career after, like, sophomore year? Uh, I definitely don't regret it, like, <laughs> at all. Like, I remember, like, those practices freshman year, like, freezing cold. Like, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it so much. Like, I want to go home. <laughs> like, I just want to go play basketball. Home. But I will say whenever, like, everybody, like, when you guys started having your success, like, junior year, sophomore, I was like, oh, like, it would be pretty fun to be out there, like, a couple more times, maybe just to be on a satellite, call signals, maybe, like, something, like, it would be pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just had nope. to say, because, I mean, you were definitely a basketball guy. You were a basketball player playing football. I mean, you were, you were just a stud on the court. You're, you're, like, playing in a gym. You need to be inside. You don't yes. like the other. You don't want to mess with the elements. At all. Pittsburgh cold, just, I think that made me hate football so much. Like, I'll never forget those cold. That's football weather. weather. What do you mean? That's football oh, weather. The fact that you're even saying that's killing me. <laughs> hey, uh, going back to the, uh, when you're talking about your leaders at practice and whatnot, um, do you think your pit bull, you know, dive on the ground, hustle 24-7 kind of play style that you have, do you think that energy that you brought uh, con contributed to your teammates' success, you know, like contagious energy kind of thing? I think that uh, definitely it it shows them a different like they're they're a lot of like really smart like they were really smart players like they they think the game so fast and I think I knew my edge was like bringing that like I could always dive on the ground like that's that's something you don't have to think about you don't have to mess up on like the ball's on the ground go get it I think it was actually more of like the easiest thing for me to contribute it wasn't even like I'm trying to help these guys out it just happened to be like my niche like the thing that 
I knew I could help on the team being like bringing the, the pit bull energy to like a game, you know, like I, I know I'm not going to be the smartest player out there. Like Jacob's obviously the smartest, you know, Grant's obviously the biggest. Uh, Tyler's probably the best shooter, but I knew like I could, I could bring a little bit of like a little bit of everything pit really help everybody out. I don't know. You, you know, definitely got that IQ too, though. You definitely got that. He's open <laughs> do, over here. Open over here. <laughs> yeah, you, you do know we kind of we kind of started the the pitbull name here on Mike and Marty. I mean, Mike Mike was the first one. Literally, second podcast. We're like Isaiah Wilson. He's a pitbull. He's got it going. Like he's our guy. When we get, I not hate. Like I believe you guys said that you started the pitbull thing. Like I'm all for it. <laughs> you guys should like look you like copyrighted or something like for yourselves. You know. Yeah, put a, little, put a little C with a circle over it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Pitbull's A. <laughs> Trademark something. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what's your main goal this offseason? Skill work, weight room, eating, putting on food uh, weight? Main goal for the offseason, definitely eating. You know, I, I'm going to put on a, probably like 12 more pounds before I get back there. Uh, I definitely want to be able to work on my mid-range game. I mean, I enjoy, you know what I'm saying, Shooting, being able to shoot threes now and like getting to the hoop, that's always been in my game. But I think the in-between game would help me so much. Like it's, it adds another element to my game that I think I really want to have. So definitely the mid range and working on uh, my body as well. You know, eating the right stuff, hitting the weight room harder. Uh, I was just talking to my brother and his friends the other day. And they were saying like, uh, when you get back, well, bro, you know, we got to hit the weight room. I'm like, I'm all for it. Like it. It's not even like a task anymore. Like, oh, I gotta go to the weight room. It's like, no, nah, let's go to the weight room. Like, that sounds fun to me now. So, you wanna live in there? Me too. I had to grow into it though. Like, that was so hard for me. <laughs> I remember like first couple of days of college, they're like, yeah, let's go to the weight room. I'm like, no, like, you guys don't want to go shoot around for a little bit. Like, come on. <laughs> gotta hit the gym. Gotta hit the gym. Gotta get know, big. I, I have to admit, there's big boys in the A10. That's, I mean, they're you guys are pretty much Power Five conference worthy. I think you guys. Like the A10 as a whole, very good conference, and uh, I think hitting the gym, putting your work in in the gym, will uh, do great for the long run for especially your career. Um, who do you? What do you think the like kind of how's Richmond gonna do next year? Like let's let's jump to next year because I know this year kind of ended kind of disappointingly. You guys should have gone farther in the tournament, but what's the projections for next year? What's the goal? What what is your coaches already telling you? right after kind of the season ended? Uh, definitely the main goal, obviously, is to win the 18 tournament. I mean, losing first round this year was like a, a heartbreak or something. Like a never, never again type of thing. Like that's that's what Especially the Duquesne. Especially the hometown, too. Like a lot of people don't understand how much that hurts. Like hometown, <laughs> come on. Ex-high but, school uh, teammate, too, on that team, Jet. I did have Jet on the team. Just text me after the game, like, ha, ha, ha. like talking <laughs> into the season game, like, oh, and you can't even me. say nothing. That's the, the next one. That's the worst. Yeah, <laughs> but no, like, definitely, uh, don't don't let what happened happen to us again. Like that's been preached. Like, don't we can't have this again. Like, we got a lot of good players coming back too. Like, I'm excited about next year. It's kind of like a a new a new opportunity for me. So I'm really excited for next year. And definitely uh, win the A10 tournament, get as far as we can, set us uh, set it, set ourselves up in seeding during the regular season as well, because that was something we definitely could have worked on at the end of the year, like setting ourselves up for success at the end of the year. So definitely not let that happen again as well. Yeah, you guys had some big wins earlier on. You beat uh, Kentucky, right? 
Yeah, yeah, we beat Kentucky. Kentucky. There was one more. I can't think of it right now. You got a little time Kentucky, in that game, didn't you? Vanderbilt. Did you get a little time in that game against Kentucky? You beat- I did. It. Briefly. I mean, I ran the wrong play <laughs> when I was out there, but, you know, freshman thing. <laughs> <laughs> he improvised. He improvised. <laughs> I did. Oh, Grant was yelling at me the whole time, like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I'd get this far. <laughs> that was one of your first games, right, as a player? Like that was my of, second collegiate game, actually. Second collegiate game. What did that Jeez. moment feel like? Like, what did that moment feel like you going in there against a powerhouse like Kentucky, or at least a supposed-to-be powerhouse Kentucky team? What did that kind of feel like? Like, what were you nervous? Like, what, what kind of – what was the emotions going through your mind? Uh, i definitely say so. When you first check in, it's like – like, I'm really playing against Kentucky. Like, I watched Kentucky a million times, like, from – from the time I was six to probably the time I was 18, like watched Kentucky a million times. So it's like, wow, like I'm actually here. Like this is the real Kentucky. But at the same time, it was like, man, it's not, it's not the Kentucky you usually see. Like it's a COVID year. Half the fans was there. You can hear the crowd sounds more than you can hear like the actual fans. They had a a nice capacity there, maybe like 2000. And you can hear like the crowd sounds more than you can hear the actual fans. So it was like, oh, this is great. But like, I know there's there's another step to this Kentucky thing. Like, I know there's a, a bigger – like, Big Blue Nation's not even here all the way. So, it was a love-hate type of thing. But at the same time, I wanted to win. So, I was ready to lock in whenever I got in, too. I love it. Locked in. Locked <laughs> in. Not the same without all the fans. I definitely – I mean, you guys are going to have all the fans next year. I don't think uh, – I think uh, COVID will be uh, almost out the door once you guys start. The back burners. The year. Yeah. It should be on the back burners next year. Um Mike, go guys, ahead. Yeah, I got one. What are you guys looking like next year? What's the what's the class coming up look, look looking like? So the actually, uh, one of my boys from Team Final that played with me, he was uh, on a younger team. Actually, was like talking to him. I was the one that like kind of recruited him here. Like, come on, bro. Like, <laughs> once he had the Richard offer, I was like, nah, we gotta get him. Like, that's my boy. He's sweet. So you know, saying uh, he's coming in. Um, Mo Dread, that's actually um, Malcolm Dread or Malcolm Dread. Is actually Mo Dredd's brother. He's the one that uh, I'm messing this all up. I know for a fact, but Big Dredd goes okay. to Penn State. You're good. You're good. Big Dredd goes to Penn State, and his little brother is now coming to uh, Richmond. And okay. I actually played uh, in a camp with them whenever I was like going tenth uh, grade, and he was much younger than us. And he was a star back then, so I- I'm excited to play with him. We got a, a point guard coming in. I think his name is Jaden Nelson. I heard he's been he's really good. He's deciding between us and Vanderbilt, so. Definitely a good player, I'm sure. You beat Vandy. We beat Vandy, you know. He better not go there. He's trying to lose. <laughs> then we got a kid from Ohio. He actually played with, uh, not ITPS, but Wildcats, I think they're called now. But, you know, the, the Pittsburgh AAU Adidas team. So, yeah. I was excited to hear from him as well. Now, Zay, you're throwing out all these AAU teams, all these, like, club teams craziness. You are – you're probably the first kind of generation, you, a couple guys older than you – where AAU's kind of become the thing. AAU's the thing in uh, basketball, developmental basketball. You play good AAU, you're going to go to a good college or you're going to go straight to the G League NBA. How do you think that, like, how much of a difference is really the, like, AAU is to, like, high school basketball? Because I've always wondered, like, is it that much of a difference where you're on a good, like, AAU team? It just trumps your whatever high school team you play for? Hear me out. Uh, so no offense at all. Like, dead on it. No, never, never. It's just never, it's the changing like, ways a of team like a team like uh, North Cath, like like a Whippeal team. 
it's so much different. Like AAU is going to be like the biggest thing. Like you need AAU. Like that's the only way you're going to be seen. Like a kid, a college coach isn't just coming to like Western Pennsylvania and just looking at a kid just off like the, the goodness out of their heart. Like you, you're going to need AAU. But like for me, I need a first love so much because first love is the one that put me on these AAU teams. Like they're the ones that were like, oh yeah, like this is what you do. I was getting seen at first love already. There was coaches coming in at practice watching us like every other day and they're watching you play every day and you're like, oh, like I got to play in front of coaches like this everywhere. And they're like, oh yeah, like these are the AAU teams that has them. So when you get like on these circuits, like Nike circuit, Adidas circuit, Under Armour circuit, it's like a whole different world. Like you, you, it's not, I'll say for me, first love was, literally the same thing it was the easiest transition you know it's still the same type of basketball but for a kid that's in the whip you like Ethan Morton like for him to come from Butler and be at uh New York Rins that's a huge Nike team in New York it's like wow like I, I know you you must have been balling to be found like that because that's a tough one like you, you really got to be dogging to be out there like that yeah he's out in the sticks playing in Butler that's just playing in Butler is not going to get you to Purdue Facts. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you hear that, a... kids? You hear that, kids? Point guard Isaiah Wilson for Richmond said AAU is the way to go. AAU. <laughs> you got to do AAU. Got I've just always wondered because it's always been – that's kind of like the new thing, like the newer thing. Like, obviously, we've always grown up with AAU, but, like, for, like, the old-time players, AAU wasn't always a thing. So, that's a, I just wondered how much it's it was. So, like, it's so huge. Even watching yeah. – you know, like, I told you I just went to my little cousin's tournament – and they're all in Nike circuit in eighth grade. Like, why is that even a thing? But I, I feel them like you, you're finding the next up recruits. And Sponsor. it's so huge. Like, you need it. You, it puts you in position to, to do so much in life after that. You put that Nike logo on. That Nike logo. You might get recruited. You might That's recruited. automatically at least three stars on uh, 247. At least three stars on uh, 247. 247, you'll get three stars. Facts, facts, facts. Uh, you, did you have coaches come to your practices at First Love? Oh, every, like. I swear almost every other day. Like That's insane. So you're always, always playing there, for, like, like big stage. In. Yes, always. Like, it, it, it's fun. Like, it's like, I know. I know I got to pick my game up. My game has to be that much better every day because you're you're showing out in front of somebody every day. Like, this is an audition that's every day. So you That's be, crazy. You got to be a dog, you know. You got to you gotta tap in and then what you really got with you. <laughs> they watch you guys do sprints too? Oh, all the time. Like, I remember, <laughs> like, like – where we were playing pickup and it just didn't look good. Like people were being lazy. He's like, I don't care that the coaches are here. Like we're about to run all practice and they can watch and recruit who's the fastest runner. Like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Only reason hey. you were running fast, huh? Had to, you know? Everybody knows <laughs> that day. <laughs> that MJ mentality. Those recruiters are probably like, man, he's dogging on those sprints. No way. Knocks him down a star. I bet that's what some of them think. I'm not going to lie. You can do all the fancy uh, – uh layups you want but if you dog the sprints at the end i mean i mean does it really matter yeah your <laughs> fancy layups don't matter at least in my opinion but i'm not a basketball recruit so i don't really know what i'm talking about <laughs> um uh zay what uh i'm gonna ask you this i usually only ask this to our football uh listeners but you know you're a college basketball player you've been playing basketball your whole life your biggest influence, who kind of pushed you the most, who kind of helped you most along your basketball journey? Because you've been playing forever. You've been playing the game forever. Um, who helped you the most? Uh, I definitely say, like, a lot of the men in my life. Like, my brother, like, so much. I, I wanted to be, like, just like when I was younger. Like, I'm four years old and he's 12 and I'm watching him play and I'm like, yo, I, I want to play basketball so bad, you know. 
And then like my uncle, like I remember like him taking me to practices like all the way for two hours, taking me to two hour practices. Like, uh, like they did so much for me at a young age. Like my granddad, like take me to the basketball court at like eight in the morning just because I knocked on the door. Like, can we please go? Like, like they all did so much. And obviously like my mom, like she, she did everything for me. Like my whole life, even my dad, like they, they do so much for me. It's like, just, I had a, such a good family support system whenever I was growing up and it made me want to play so bad because they were all into it. They were all sports. So I was like, oh yeah, like I definitely, I wanted to play football to start out. Like, oh, I want to play football because they all want me to play football. But later on, I just found out like, basketball might be my thing. Like, <laughs> you definitely, yeah. that support system though you had. I remember the North Catholic days, your mom, your brother, yes. your cousin. My brother's friends, like shout out to they were always my front, row. front row every game. Like I loved it every all day. the time. Even when it, we were like with first love, I remember my brother and my brother's friends would be, they would drive like, oh, they would drive like three hours to like Dayton or something like just to show up to a game, be front row and sound the same at, at like North Catholic games. Like they were always the love. Like they always showed love. They had more hey, energy than the bench too. They were just, they facts. were there. They were in it. Facts. Hey, they kind of just, you know, you want to perform for them. You don't want to let them down. They kind Ever. of pushed you to be where you are today, Richmond basketball, which is, it's impressive. I'm not going to lie. Not many, I know you went the first love, but not many people from North Catholic go out and play Division One sports. It's just something that doesn't happen. So it's very impressive what you're doing right now. Thank you, thank you, thank you, man. Yeah, you know that that sucked when you left, but I mean, obviously it was the smartest thing. We miss you. you now. Uh, Look at we you miss now. You. I mean, I'm not gonna miss <laughs> you guys, bro. I'm not gonna lie. I swear. I mean, Zay, oh. we were good buddies. I mean, come yeah. on, dude. I miss you so much. Bro, I, I miss you. Jack, I still got a picture of us too. Whenever we were like, I think it like study hall took a picture of me hugging you like out, and I was going through my camera roll. And I was like, yo, that is Jack, my boy. Like, <laughs> you might have to send me that picture. I don't know what picture you're talking about. Got, you might I have to send that to me. <laughs> oh, those were the days. You you want those us to back to back peace, baby. Back to back peace. Never could pull off a state one, but we're not going to talk about that. We need to Eric, That's what I Eric. Then Eric BS in the whole newspaper system telling him your cousins. <laughs> That's my cousin. Yo, chill. That's really my cousin. <laughs> now, Zay, we're, we're a Pittsburgh podcast. We've been talking a lot of Richmond basketball. You're obviously from Pittsburgh. Zay, what do you miss most about Pittsburgh? What do you love most about Pittsburgh? Just tell us why you love Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, I love it so much because it's home, if I'm being honest. like that, That's home. That's always home. Like, even – I, people like post the the skyline of Pittsburgh. I'm like, that's beautiful. Like, that's literally beautiful to me. Like, that is gorgeous. That is the greatest gorgeous. thing ever. People look at it and be like, oh, that's really nice. No, I'm like, no, that's beautiful. Like, you don't understand. Like, it's so <laughs> nice. And then on top of that, like, I miss the food so much. Like, me and my mom been talking about the food. I want to see it so so bad. It's this place down on Southside. So good. Like, I, I just want some of your food. That's something I definitely been missing. And I think just the culture there. Like, even during the football season this year, it was like. Uh, some people will watch some games, you know, like, oh, on a Sunday, like maybe we watch the, no, I'm like, yo, you guys know it's Sunday. Like you got to watch football today. Like it, it's still a Sunday. Y'all know that. I'm not even a Steelers fan. And I know it's still a Sunday. Like you guys oh, must yeah, watch I the forgot. game. Now. Patriots. I forgot. Patriots. Patriots. Don't crucify <laughs> me, please. We're not talking about that on the podcast. Yeah. We don't want, we don't want them to lose any fans. But still at the same, I'm telling you at the same time, I still knew like, yo, it's still a Sunday. Like you, you guys don't even tap into the game. Like you got to watch it. You have to. Pittsburgh. Like if you're from Pittsburgh, you got to. And they're just, they, they're all in for the sports. Like Steelers, Penguins, like even the Pirates, like people love the Pirates still. And it's like, Wow, look, look at it. Come on, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, people love our sports, and it's like, 
that energy is not everywhere. I think a lot of people take it for granted whenever you're just there and you grow up in it. But when you go to different places, like, yo, that energy should be everywhere. Like, that, that's real love that the city got for their sports team. So I think that's so yeah. dope. We love our that sports. We love the real love. Um, Food-wise, you gave us your favorite spot. That was my last question. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm taking your last question. What's 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 better, Virginia? Your food you get in Virginia or the food in Pittsburgh? Bad for Pittsburgh. I swear, bad for Pittsburgh. Like I miss Pittsburgh food so much. Like <laughs> if you're going undefeated, I don't care what anybody says. Like, no what did you what. say? Your, what did you say your go-to place was that you miss? H you were talking about C and Soul. Oh my gosh, C and Soul. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Oh, nothing else. Good brick. Good brick. No, good brick. <laughs> That's something I also I miss. Uh, Fisher Hooks. I miss Fisher Hooks so much. Fisher Hooks. Yes. Hulk, <laughs> so much. Like, I need you understand. Oh. First off, hey, Zay, I'm not going to lie. Zay, I'm not going to lie. Uh, Rashad said he'd, come, he'd bring me the Fish and Hooks. He never did. So I'm I'm just saying. I got, look, look, when I get back, I got you, Jack. I'll really bring you some fish. Pass it on to Zay. Zay, you'll bring me but the yeah, fish. Put hooks. it on to me now. If I, if I don't matter, man, in my work. You, you got to get that extra out. crack on it. That extra crack is what I've you told you. What you know about this, Jack? Stop playing. I'm, I'm telling you, Rashad told me about this place. You got to get the extra crack. <laughs> you got to get the chicken. You got to no. get it going, the good brick. You need to talk to Rashad and Tyree. Tyree live like two minutes away from it, so tap in with him too. What yeah, about uh? Yeah. What about Grandma B's? Tell me about Grandma B's. Oh, my. Yo, y'all are taking me back. Y'all are taking me back. Grandma B's best breakfast you can have by far. If you ask my brother, there's nothing like Grandma B's, but I love Grandma B's. I miss it so much. You got to get the fries with the chicken on it, but you got to get the sauce. The sauce is what turn it up every time. <laughs> oh, it, it, it just sounds like Pittsburgh food superior to everyone so, else. That's so, what it sounds so like. much Pittsburgh. superior. I don't even want it to be so a competition. Much. I swear Pittsburgh's so you're much. You're drooling better. right now. You're drooling. It looks like you're relax, missing it right relax. now. <laughs> now, wait, wait. My question is, uh, Richmond, do you have any idea? Like, are you guys playing Pitt soon? I know you guys will play Duquesne next year at – probably in Duquesne. Like, we got to come to a game. Me and Mike have to come. We're Richmond basketball guys now that you're on the pod. Listen, automatic. Like, whenever you guys want tickets, whenever we play Duquesne, every time we play Duquesne, come on. Let's like, we, we here. It, I know we probably won't play Penn anytime soon. I wish we did. But Duquesne every time. Like, you guys are there without a doubt. Let's go. Let's go. Go Spiders, we'll baby. <laughs> I'll get a Spiders hat. I'll get a Spiders hat. We'll we'll get get Isaiah Wilson shirt. The one with the 21 on the back. I like that one better. Well, that's oh, 21. You don't want to just say, I need you to really represent, Jackie. If you're coming for me, come for me. Come on, buddy. <laughs> I, I, I have to. I have to. <laughs> I might have to head on DHK and get a fake jersey if they don't have any real ones yet. Smart. Very smart. I'll make my custom-made $20 DH gate Isaiah Wilson Richmond freshman point guard basketball jersey. <laughs> there it go, right there. <laughs> well, now Do you have sophomore. any real jerseys now yet sophomore. with the, the new likeness rule? Well, I think it starts starting next year. Like, the, you know what I'm saying? Okay. It starts next season, next fall. All right, well, then next for next, okay, cool, for next cool. season, when we go to your game, we'll have them ready then. Have it like. We'll have it ready to go. Yes, we'll have it ready to go. Zay. Love having you on. Mike, you have any more questions for our man, Zay? Nope, that's all I got. Zay. I just want to say thank you for coming buds. on, my man. We man, love you. We're finally happy that you're on the pod. We've been trying to get you on. You're dodging <laughs> us a little bit. I don't know if you did. Probably the season. You were busy. <laughs> not on purpose. I swear, not on purpose. Season. No, I know. You were busy with the season. You were busy with the season. Um, We're Richmond basketball guys. Really can't wait for next year and see what you guys do because you guys, I bet you guys will be even better next year. We'll definitely make it to a game. 
cheer on our boy, you. And uh, I mean, thanks for coming on so much. Man, the pleasure was mad, man. I really enjoyed it. Podcast is dope. You guys don't even understand. I, I listen, I type it, I swear I do. Hey. Like, you guys, your podcast is dope, bro. Like, <laughs> I appreciate going, that. I love it, bro. So, True fan of the pod. Driving. Thank you so much, Zay. Mike and Morty are the guys, man, of course. My man, my man. Thanks for coming on. Good luck All next right, season, buddy. Woo! Mike, doesn't that just give you goosebumps when you hear that? Best time of year, baby. From dusk to dawn, we got hoops. College hoops, conference tournament week, selection Sundays this Sunday. First games are Thursday. Mike and I are going to have a March Madness spectacular show next week. We'll, we might we might do it. We might put it out before the first game's Thursday. We haven't decided, or we're just going to sh- uh, shaft all of you and put it out on Friday when you can't if have any it, of our picks. If we put it Friday, we're only missing the first four games. Those are blow-off games. Anyway. Oh, that's true. That's true. You're right. You're right. But, uh, Mike, I'm just excited. I mean, I think conference championship week doesn't get enough. Like, the true fans watch conference championship week because it is basketball all day, every day, leading up to Selection Sunday. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's this is where you see where teams it's like it's not all the way in March Madness yet. It's not all the way, you know, the real deal yet, the big stage. But this is where you got to see if teams are made of, you know, all the glory that they that they they seem that they're made of. You know what I mean? This is yeah, where you exactly. See if teams can and, show up. And this is where we get to see like all the the mid majors, like the teams in the swack, UNLVs of the world, Iona's of the world come out and show that why they deserve to be in the tournament because they got to win their conference tournaments to get into the big dance. Let's get into the the big dance. Anyone can win the big dance. Mm -hmm. You see, uh, you see them damn my, them uh, Miami hurricanes, Miami hurricanes. They're still rolling, baby. Beat Pitt. We'll talk about that later. Beat Clemson Clemson struggles. Clemson Clemson struggles with Miami. Every time they play them, every time It, it was, it was, beautiful the whole game they were up nine at one point at the end there you know there was a couple shaky things that happened they almost blew it a missed layup a stupid turnover they finished strong and uh what's that kid's name isaiah wong i think yeah isaiah wong he's a buck he hit, he's he clutch he hits kid. free throws he's clutch mm-hmm. um they play georgia tech tomorrow georgia tech minus nine favorites games at 230 pretty early game for them you think miami's got a, another miracle in them another little little run because georgia tech's a pretty good team I think I take the plus. I think I tail. Take the plus. You tail like the, the canes. Plus? Tail the canes. Tail the canes. You don't think two, uh, three day, three games in a row is is just beating up on the canes? Winning might be pushing it. Winning definitely might be pushing it. Not out of the question, but pushing it. Mm-hmm. Plus nine though. Garbage time points even maybe. You know, that's a lot of points to give the the canes when they're rolling. They're hot right now. They are fatigued, though. All their starters have been playing a lot of minutes, they were saying today on today's game, but I don't know. Yeah, they're not a very deep squad. Had a lot of injuries early in the year. Those guys haven't been back. Their best player, Likes, hasn't played all year. He's only played two games. If he was in – like, if he was playing, this team would be a dangerous team in this tournament because he is a 5'8", little 
fireball of energy and make <laughs> shots. And he beat up on Pitt a couple times last year. Um, it's just fun to watch. Like the Patriot League semifinal just ended. Loyola, Maryland just like upset Army. Like it's games like that that are just it's so much fun. Like yeah, yeah, yeah fun, it's Marty. It's fun dogs. when you, when you have skins on Army and they lose. It's fun. It's real fun. Well, I didn't touch that game, so. Um, but it's just fun to watch. Like, the Big East tournament's always legendary. Uh, the Phillips 66 Big 12 championship kicks off today. I mean, the ACC tournament's in its second round. Big 10 kicked off. I mean, and then it's Thursday, all-day games. Friday, all-day games. Saturday, all-day games. And then Sunday, we still got a couple games to finish out some other things. And then, boom, after the Big Ten Championship, leads you right into Selection Sunday. When Joe Lenardi is pretty much has been, gets the bracket completely right like he always does. And uh, we see who they play. Uh, we're, reco- we're recording on Wednesday, you know. I mean, we're putting this out Friday, but we're recording on Wednesday. So it's a pretty boring slate today. Only one 20, top 25 team playing, Oklahoma. They should roll Iowa State tonight. Iowa State is trash. But, yeah, it's uh, very bad. But they did almost bad. beat Baylor. They almost beat Baylor. Yeah. You know, it's, it's stuff like that. It's just it's just college basketball. That's what makes it awesome. Um, so, Mike, also, our picks. Oh, go ahead, Mike. Sorry. No, I'm you're just good. I'm juiced up. I'm yeah. juiced up, Mike. No, there are some good games. Today. I just want to talk about a couple of games. Eight-seed Syracuse, they look dominant over NC State today. Oh, that son gosh, of a bitch. I, hate, I mean, I son of a coach. Son of a, son of a coach, not son of a Jim. bitch. Um, Jim Beheim, uh I'm not going to lie. I should have picked him instead of James Franklin on our on our snake draft for despised just sports figures. I think I don't – I dislike Jim Beheim more. So I'd like to retract that if I can from the record. Uh, Jim Beheim over James Franklin. Um, Buddy Beheim today, though, he dropped 27. He was going off. I think they're going to upset Virginia tomorrow. They play at noon. I think Virginia's overrated. Number one seed in the in the in their conference, but I think they're going to get upset by Syracuse tomorrow. Um, yeah, FSU blew the first seed, losing to Notre Dame. Hey, it's better now that they're not now that they're not in the spotlight. They're not the one being focused on. I think it's better for them. I think it takes a little pressure true, off them. True, true, and they're not on the road. They're at a neutral site, so maybe they won't stink as bad. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just uh, Georgetown upset. Well, actually, they didn't upset. They were ranked higher, but I thought Marquette was a better team than they showed today. Iona, the revenge tour for Rick Patino, the man who got pretty much ostracized by Division One basketball because of all of his allegations and uh, breaking the rules and stuff. He's back with Iona. They beat uh, Siena. I think Siena was like the first-ranked team or something. So Iona, man, Iona might make the tournament as like an AC or whatever they their ranking is in the uh, the MAC, the MAAC, not the not our MAC. The Mac. I think they just called the MAAC. But uh, Louisville and Duke is on now. Duke's up at one and a half. Um, Mike, obviously the A-10 bracket is set. Uh, The championship game's set. It's VCU versus St. Bonnie's. Um, We'll give you a pick for that since both of our teams that we picked got bounced. We cut that. UMass, who UMass get smoked by Mike? I don't know. They lost in the second round. They lost early, not even four. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then uh, Davidson lost in the semifinals to uh, uh, VCU. 
You know, um, I really thought Trey Mitchell and the Minutemen, they, I thought they were a dark horse. But, uh, dude, Trey was, Mitchell's very good, though. He's good. I think he's going to transfer. Yeah, I think so, too. I think mean, um, it would be better for him. Where do you think uh, – who do you think is going to win, D.C. or St. Bonnie's? I, I'm going VCU. VCU, you're going with the, uh, the lower seed? Mm-hmm. The lower seed hasn't won the A-10 in like six years. A number one seed, I mean. A number one seed hasn't won the A-10 championship in six years. I don't know. Oh, wow. The public is all – wow. They're all over St. Bonnie's. I, I don't know. I'm still riding VCU. I'm still riding VCU. What do you got? I like Bonnie's. I think they're a wagon in the A-10. They're, I think they're a wagon. I think they can make noise in the tournament. I think they can get it to, like, the uh, Sweet 16. I think they're that good of a team. They're big. They're strong. They're fast. Uh, they look like a Power 5 conference team. Um no, I'm not going to Sean A-Town. Highland though for VCU. He's a fish. Oh. Bones, Bones Highland, Bones, dude, Bones, Bones, Bones is really good. But I, dude, he's banged up. Bones is banged. Now he gets a whole week off. He's like resting, but still, I, he's the only one that scares me. And VCU just smothers you. I mean, Mike, we've been watching games. They smother you. Um, intensity it's the intensity you love to see it's that kevin garnett slapped the slap the floor defense they're up in your grill i love it i think they're gonna come out hot i'm gonna go with number one seed i think they're just the better team um mike do you want this is where we do our edits on our picks because most of these tournaments literally just started so you can't hate on us for switching up on our picks for our conference picks uh acc mike i'm sticking with fsu go Knowles. You, you sticking with the Knowles? Yes, sir. Okay, I thought you were going to sw- go to the Orange there for a second. I was going to be really mad at you. Um, <laughs> Big Ten, you at Iowa. You, you rolling with the Hawkeyes? I think I think so. I mean, they started off so strong in the, early in the season. They started to go downhill, but I think they're going to come back. I think they're going to turn it around again, hit you with the flippy floppy flippy flop I think they're going to be good. I think they're going to come out real hard. Okay, I had Ohio State. I I picked them off of a huge lot, a huge win against like Michigan and not Michigan, Illinois, and I was really feeling it. I'm gonna go to the flip side. And I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna switch that up because the tournament hasn't started yet or just started. I'm going with Illinois, the Fighting Illini. Uh, I think uh, Dosamau, uh, Kofi, those guys are just beasts. They're playing great basketball. Um, and the Barstool Sportsbook just came to Illinois, so I'm riding with the Fighting Illini. I do think they, the Illini are the best team in college basketball, but I don't think that's going to show until the uh, until the actual NCAA tournament. I think as far as conference tournament goes, Iowa's going to roll, but I do think Illini, uh, the Illini are going to get it done in the big in the big state. The Fighting Illini. The Fighting Illini. You think you think they're better than uh, Baylor and Gonzaga? Uh, Oh, I forgot, to, okay. I forgot to say this. Zaga, they don't make it past the Sweet 16. Heard it here first, Mike and Marty from the Berg. Let's talk about that for a second. Um, interrupt our picks. Um, they were down 10 to BYU at halftime of that game last night. Now, they obviously came out firing in the second half and showed everyone who's boss and beat them up. But does that concern you? Like, Gonzaga, you really think Gonzaga is like just going to fall off? Because I think they're just as they're still really good. I mean, yeah, I was talking to our buddy Slim last night. He was saying how every year they uh, 
You know, everyone says they play nobody and they still come out and show you their boss, but they don't play anybody. I don't think they're boss. I think BYU is a very good team. I think I, BYU is a flying tournament. They, they are a very good team. I, I don't know how they flopped so bad last night. I wasn't watching the game, but I was kind of looking at it on my phone. I don't know how they flopped, oh, but. Gonzaga was just hitting shots. They couldn't miss. Everyone was hitting shots. And BYU, they were still hitting shots. They just weren't hitting enough shots. So like Zaga, Gonzaga just put on a show. They can't stay that hot. They can't put on a show every game. They're going to fold. They're going to flop to somebody. Dude, I don't know, dude. They're so good. Watch. They're going to make it to, like, the Elite Eight Final Four, and you're going to be like, eh, Gonzaga did it again. <laughs> Gonzaga did it again. The Zags. But the Zags, the Bulldogs. Got to love a mascot that has a Bulldog. Lots of Bulldogs in this tournament. We got Drake. We got the Zags. Um, I forget who else, but we got some Bulldogs. Um, Big 12. I'm riding with Baylor still. So. Yeah, I'm Ron Baylor. I mean, they're the best team in that conference. Mm-hmm. They're the superior team. They're bigger than everyone. Uh, they'll take it. Uh, West Virginia is pretty good. West Virginia is real West good. West Virginia. But... I like West Virginia. So, tier one, my tier one teams for the tournament, Illinois, uh, Gonzaga, Baylor, Michigan. My tier two teams are teams like West Virginia, uh, Florida State, Ohio State. Uh, uh, I like Oklahoma or, State. They're, they're turning up right now. Huh? I like Oklahoma State. They just they're starting to roll right now. Oklahoma State's getting hot. That mm-hmm. they're they're they could be a sneaky team because they're getting hot. It's all about getting momentum. It's all about it's momentum. All it is, it's all about confidence. Confidence is key. Confidence is key in the tournament with young college players. Um, you don't really have you have seniors, you have grad transfers, but they're still college students. They're still young, 25, 24 year olds at the oldest playing basketball. So confidence always helps you. Um, Big East, I'm making a switch. I had Seton Hall. I'm switching it up. I'm going with UConn. I think UConn is one of the hottest teams in basketball right now. Um, and I think they can make a run very similar to the one they made back. They're three seed in the East. But remember when they had Kemba Walker, they were the eighth seed in the Big East. They won the tournament. And then they won the national championship off of on Kemba Walker's back. I think they got a similar guy in uh, Boat Night. I think he's a fantastic player, and I think he could carry them to a pretty deep run in the Big East. I think they can win that, and then they can take a deep run in the March Madness. Um, uh, Mike, you sticking with Creighton. They, he, they were your Big East team. You're sticking I'm with stick, Creighton, even with, all Creighton. The coaching, even with all the coaching uh, situation? The coaches aren't on the floor. It's the players who are playing. The players are on the floor. The players will get it done. The players want to win. It's I'm rolling Creighton. And he is back. The, the coach is back. Um, that was an interesting story. That was just kind of interesting that they fired him and hired him back. But, <laughs> hey, I guess the players want him back. Um, SEC, I have Arkansas. I'm sticking with the Hogs. I think they're the best team in that conference. You got the Volunteers. You sticking with the Vols? Uh, yeah, I think so. I yeah. think so. I mean, there's not enough strong teams in that conference, in my opinion. Um, who, who else do we even have here? Like, I don't know. Ole Miss, there are nobodies. Florida's decent. Florida's a good team. I'm rolling. I'm rolling Tennessee. Um, and then our, both of our 18, 810 uh, teams not hit, so – we don't get to switch those because we lost those. So, um, wasn't even close. Um, I guess I was the closest out of the two. But, uh, whew, Mike, 
can't wait to talk about. I mean, we're gonna do. A, I think we're gonna do a bracket uh, live on the show. Um, give our picks. Go through the bracket. Maybe we'll have a special uh, insider college basketball guy on uh, to talk about the bracket. Um, that should be a good time. Um, let's jump into pit hoops. Let's do a pit quick pit recap of their season. Um, disappointing end to the season, none the least. They went through a lot of adversity, losing guys for transferring and for odd reasons, um, losing other guys. But in that game against Miami, Champagny, no confidence. He struggled a lot. But that backcourt, now Nike uh, Nike Sadar, or uh, no, Nike Sadim, what's his name? We'll call him Nike. We'll just call him Nike for now. He's a senior, so he'll be gone. But uh, our other guy, uh, what's – how do you say his name? Who? Which one? Number two, the point guard. Oh, um, freaking Adukale, Adukale, Adukale. Him, great. He did great. He's only a freshman. I think Champagne's coming back for another year. Jeff Capel's team's only getting better. Um, this Pitt team will be a tournament team next year. I'm calling it now. Oh, they're gonna be young. They're gonna be led by a great captain if Champagne comes back. It's Champagne comes gonna, back, they will be great. a tournament team next year. They're going to be well coached. They're going to be a good team. Structured, yeah. hopefully, for once. Hopefully, yeah, there's fundamental structure. Um, yeah, so Pitt, disappointing ending, but all around improvement. That's all we can hope for. Um, that was a new- bad game. That was a bad game. Sloppy. Kind of team all around sloppy. Miami was hot. Miami's hot, and we, uh, we got caught sleeping. We um, left so way too many points at the free throw line. They were sloppy. Way too many turnovers. Uh, Champagne was cold. I mean, that was just a bad game. I don't. It was like they, they were just throwing the ball away. They, it, they didn't look like they cared enough. It was, it was very, very unlike, hard. very not very pit basketball like defense. Take care of the ball. Hit your free mm-hmm. throws. That's pit basketball. It was um, disheartening. Unheartening. Yeah, whatever the word is. It was disheartening, but they got better. They still got better. This builds character. This loss. I think they come out next year firing. I think they make noise. I think they can make the tourney back. I mean, when was the last time they made the tourney, Mike? Oh, 14. 2014. Um, uh, I mean. I don't even know. Yeah, I'll be excited. Uh, I'll be excited to see uh, how they but do you know, what, you know what I liked out of Champagne about that game? When he was cold, I mean, at one point, I think he was like three for 16 from the field. He was still shooting. Shoot or shoot. He was still hey, shooting. Hey, shoot or shoot. You're the best player on the team. You got to keep going. You can't just go into a shell and start. He wasn't even hitting rim. He wasn't even hitting the rim. He was he was air mailing shots, and he was just keeping it going. He just kept shooting, trying to get a spark going. It didn't come, but I like that leadership out of him. I do too. I do too. Um, they're gonna come back. H two P, hail the pit, baby. Woo! Okay, Mike. We're gonna talk about give a little shine to one of our boys, Hollis Mathis. Good friend QB of the pod. Good friend of the pod. We're William and Mary football guys. We're Hollis Mathis guys. Uh, they had a tough game, tough loss to Richmond, 21 to 14. Uh, our boy Hollis looked great, though. He oh, looked yeah. great. Versatile. Versatile as always. Very versatile. Pass 240 TD, yards. Run TD. 240 yards passing, one touchdown, throwing. He had a rushing touchdown. I mean, he's a he's a dual threat, dual threat QB. 
And what he what he was talking about on our podcast, he was out working. I think he went out west to work with a, a coach to get a new throw emotion or whatnot, and uh, it showed sixty four percent completion, pretty solid. He was throwing. Uh, he was hitting. He was throwing impressive balls, hitting some tough targets. He looked good yes. out there. I mean, he he showed some great highlight, great highlight tape. Yeah. I mean, and then his receiver number nine, I, I think it was his number. That guy could catch the ball. He was doing the, the toe dragon. Yeah, in the back catch. of the end zone. Yeah, what's his name? Uh, Zach uh, Burdick. Zach Burdick. Uh, okay. Number nine. He made some toe touch grabs. Got to give him a shout out. Um, yeah, no, Hall is. But uh, I think he looked good on the field too. He looked good on the ground. He that his rushing touchdown. He was weaving and balling. He I think he juked out two dudes to get to the end zone. He looks good. He looks fast. He looks in shape. He looks good. Lamar Jackson. He's Lamar Jackson, but he can throw. Yeah, but he can actually throw. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's throwing sixty percent. I mean, he's killing it. He's killing it. Um. And uh, their next game was sadly postponed against JMU, probably because the Dukes were afraid of them. Definitely scared. scared. They're probably super scared. Um, and then so the next game's Elon, uh, which is Saturday the twentieth. At uh, home. At home. At home on the home Big turf. Advantage. Home turf of the tribe. Uh, I mean, I think he's just gonna keep lighting it up. He's our boy. We just gotta give our boy a shout out. He's killing it. He is the tribe. He is the whole. Tri- the tribe is on his back. He's carrying yes. that. Uh, he's carrying. He's carrying the tribe. He's carrying the torch. I'm going to go prediction. They're going to kill Elon. And our boy, he's going to throw for 300 yards, two passing touchdowns. He's going to have a rushing touchdown. I like it. I like it. I like it. That's the prediction. Mike, what's your prediction for him? 25-plus completions. 25-plus completions. I like it. Yeah, he's going to be throwing. He's going to be throwing dots. He will be throwing dots. I love it, Mike. And, you know, Um, I'll even add 50 rush yards. 50. Ooh, 50. Second, second on the team. Second on the team. He'll be second on the team in rushing. Okay, Mike. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, just got to give a shout out to our boy. Friend of the pod. Good friend of the pod. Go tribe. Woo! Hey, Mike. The fifth majors this week. The Players Championship at TPC Sawgrass in Jacksonville, Florida. One of the best tournaments. One of the most iconic. They have the 17th. Island Green that has been so iconic over the years makes and breaks tournaments, the championships, destroys some of the best golfers. The course is hard and the players just love playing it. Um, we will have boots on the ground for the very first time in this pod. We always talk about boots on the ground will be everywhere and anywhere. I will be there tomorrow, Thursday. I will be there for the first uh, round on Thursday. Get there. When the gates open, seven thirty. Be there till six thirty. You will have boots on the ground, and I'll be uh, updating everyone on the action on Twitter. All the great action. Um, Mike, now, how do they do uh, it? Is it? How do they do it? Is it a round every day? Yeah, it's a round every day. Everyone, and then uh, there's a cut after the first two rounds. You know, they cut the field in half, and the the best players move on. Everyone When's the finals? Wins. Finals is Sunday. Final round Sunday. Okay, Thursday, okay. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. All right, all right. Yeah, Mike, learn a little bit about golf. Maybe yeah. he'll tune in. But Mike will give us his blind picks, um, his favorite, and then his uh, underdog uh, good value pick. Uh, go ahead, Mike, take it away. Give us why you picked them too. All right, John Rom, because you know he's 
he's uh, he's up there. He's a favorite, and he has a cool and simple name. Pretty cool simple. And simple name. I like it. I like it. Um, plus sixteen hundred for him, right? Twelve plus twelve hundred. Twelve hundred. Twelve hundred. Okay. Okay. Second one. Tommy Fleetwood Mac. Tommy Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> Fleetwood Mac. Tommy. Tommy Fleetwood. Just cool name. <laughs> cool name. He's got a flow. He's got the flow. Okay. He's got the he's mustache. Got, me and he's my got the cabbage. Oh, yeah. The St. Paddy's Day mustache. It's coming in. It'll be there. Uh, the Englishman. You're going with two international guys. Rom, the big Spaniard. Tommy Fleetwood, the Englishman. Uh, by, what's order, Fleetwood's by order of the Peaky Fucking Blinders. <laughs> what's the uh, What's Tommy Fleetwood's uh, odds? Plus 3,400, Ray Allen. Ooh. Ooh, Ray Allen. So it's lucky. It's okay. lucky. It's lucky. So my two picks, I'm going with the X-Man, Xander Shoffley. I'm going with Zonder. Um, I think he's just playing great golf. This course suits his strengths, which is everything. He's pretty good at everything, um, especially iron play. And I think TPC really suits him for that. Um, and then my other pick, uh, Tony Finau. Big Tony, the man has had so many second-place finishes. He could break through this weekend. I think the Players' Championship is one of those tournaments where people kind of get their first win or get a win after a long like a time of not winning. So I think Tony Finau and uh, the X-Man, Xander Shoffley, are my two picks. Um, they're at plus 2,000 and plus 2,500. They're both middle of the pack of the top echelon of picks. For golfers um so i mean i like them because they're great value uh so hammer them and uh i will be there i'll enjoying some nice beverages on a nice hot day i'll be walking around scoping out all the action watching bryson dechambeau hit 370 yard drives watching uh rory mcelroy hit 25 foot putts it's gonna be a great day Woo! and now for this week's edition of the happy birthday hype up chuck norris whose birth with the name carlos ray norris he has a black belt in kang sudo and jujitsu plays walker in walker texas ranger don't mess with chuck Hey, Mike, it's going to be a great year.